0: This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now to get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's your divorce coach, Corey Shapiro. Welcome to the
1: Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. I'm Corey Shapiro, your friendly divorce coach from New York City. Falls in the air And if you're listening to this show for the first time, it's all about being creative, not reactive in your divorce. The topic today is using arbitration to resolve custody. Arbitration is a form of resolving disputes. You can go to court and you could also hire... Uh, sort of like a private judge, your own judge, it's a voluntary process using arbitration. Can you do that? Can you avoid court and use an arbitrator to make a decision for custody issues or even just in your divorce? That's the topic today. Our quote is from Ernest Hemingway. Maybe he's been on my mind because sadly we lost Jimmy Buffett recently. Yes, for all those parrot heads out there. And if you've been to Key West, you know, Ernest Hemingway and Jimmy Buffett were onto something good because living down there, the life seemed easy. Uh, All right. So this is from his 1926 novel, The Sun Also Rises. The character Bill asks Mike, how did you go bankrupt? To which Mike replies two ways, gradually and then suddenly made me think about a divorce as two ways to get divorced gradually, which we're going to call slow torture, slow torture, or suddenly, which we're going to call immediate torture. Now, what would you rather have? Would you rather just be waterboarded for, let's say, this weekend, and then come Monday, your whole divorce is resolved? Or would you rather have slow torture over seven years? where, you know, it's like sort of annoying, it's back there, but it's not, it's bearable. My thought is that it's probably better to go with uh, immediate, sudden torture. Just get it over with, like, you know, rip that Band-Aid off. Because even if it's just slow torture, it's just going to take away from things. It's going to be harder for you to move on with your life. So let's just get rid of the hard stuff now. You know, we're not going to procrastinate. We're going to do things now, and then hopefully we can move on. All right. Our question is from Isaac, and if you want to submit a question to the podcast, you can go to question.gettingdivorced.org. All right. Here's Isaac's question. We attempted mediation, but sadly, we're yet to find a solution. I'm hoping for an equal week-on, week-off setup or even full custody. However, my soon-to-be ex-wife has other plans. She wants primary custody and plans to move, which would restrict my time with our child to just alternate weekends and holidays. Our child is still a toddler, and I feel like I'm losing precious moments. I'm worried that if she gets primary custody in another state, my time with my child will dramati- uh, will drastically decrease. She suggested arbitration, but I'm not sure. What are the possible downsides for arbitration, especially for fathers seeking custody? I would appreciate any insight you can provide about your arbitration experiences, the good, the bad, and everything else. Thank you in advance. Well, thank you, Isaac, for submitting that question. Let's start off with the basics of arbitration to make sure we're on the same page. I know we talked a little bit about the basics and the topic, but let's just go through that again. So what is arbitration? Arbitration and also mediation is what came up with what we call alternative dispute resolution or ADR. And the idea here is to resolve disputes outside of court. Courts difficult, courts expensive, courts complicated. So some very smart people said, why do we actually have to go to court? And there's all these judges who sort of retired and they could be arbitrators or very experienced attorneys could be arbitrators. And that's what you're hiring. You're hiring sort of a private judge. And that's the idea. It's a voluntary process. It's a voluntary process. A court is imposed on you. They serve you papers and force you to come to court. Arbitration is not that way. It has to be uh, voluntary. So unless you two agree, Isaac, you're not going to do arbitration. That's the basics. But let's talk about what's good about arbitration. And there is so much good. There is so much good. If it works the way it's supposed to work. And the big thing you're going to get is it's going to be so much faster. I'm putting that in quotes because that's in theory faster. But if you're in a major city, the courts are clogged. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, some states like New Jersey don't even have trials, <laughs> don't even have trials. So you'll just be in the court system for years, that slow torture idea for years. And here, if the judge is like, listen, I can't really do a trial until 2026, but I could refer you to an arbitrator who can resolve this this year, that sounds appealing to many people, Uh, assuming both people want to move faster. That's a whole topic in of itself. So- In theory, yes, the good is it could be faster. It could be cheaper, cheaper in the sense of, you know, one thing people don't realize is when you go to court and you have a trial, it's not necessarily day to day. So people think like you prepare for trial and you come to court and the court's just going to clear their schedule and you're going to have, you know, court days on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday, the judge takes off for other cases. And then Monday you come back on. That's not how it works in most cases. How it works is you might get two days of trial, three days. The court might be juggling other cases because they might have three cases on one day. They don't know who's going to settle, who's not going to settle. They have to use their time wisely. When you hire that arbitrator, you could block out two weeks. And you know why you could do that? Because you're paying for the arbitrator's time. Your arbitrator is going to be like, great, great. You're not paying directly for the judge's time. One of the cheapest things that, at least here in New York, I can think of, and I'm probably all over, is if you want an amazing judge, it only costs $210. That's all you pay to start a court case here in New York. could be other fees, other places. And then maybe like another $100 to actually get the judge. So it's like $300. I don't even think $300 is going to pay for one hour of an arbitrator's time. So just think of that. Okay. What's the uh, the bad? The bad is, and this is this is a public policy issue, you might not be able in your state, you have to double check this with your lawyers, to even use arbitration to resolve custody issues. Here in New York, we can't do it for some reason. The theory is the court is like the ultimate parent. They don't want to you know uh give that power to an arbitrator only the court can decide those issues so maybe in your state you can't even use arbitration as a short circuit to resolving these disputes so that could be bad also it might not necessarily be faster if you're dealing with someone who doesn't want it to be faster because remember all this is voluntary so like literally you could have that first day of trial and the person's like oh i'm sick Oh, I'm not prepared. And what's the arbitrator going to do? They can't hold you in contempt. (laughs) You know, they don't have the same powers as a judge does. They're just going to reschedule it and reschedule it. And there's going to come a time when you realize the other side is playing games. So that could be bad. And then you have to just go back to court. And I think the ugly is the idea is any resolution of custody issues where that's decided by a third party can be problematic long term so if you want you know primary custody and the other side wants primary custody and you guys can't agree on 50-50 or one person wants to move here and one person wants to move there there's just going to be bad blood if there's a decision by a third party one person's going to be happier one person's going to be upset And for all those years, all those exchanges, all that time and energy and holidays and graduations, it's never going to end. So that's the ugly. The ugly is, even if it's arbitration, it's always best to resolve custody issues, especially um, privately. So a lot of these arbitrators may be really pushing a settlement. And you will have a lot of time with that arbitrator, I would think most arbitrators, not all, to really work through a settlement with a very experienced arbitrator. So it could be ugly if the arbitrator has to make a decision, someone's really unhappy, but there is a silver lining that maybe it can lead to a resolution, maybe give you the type of um, services you need to resolve your case. Okay. In divorce news... uh. You know it made me think about this idea of speed. You know, Isaac, you brought up speed. So I, I read this recent opinion piece by a, a journalist for The New York Times who also writes amazing books, best-selling books, David Brooks. and he basically says that to be happy, marriage matters more than career. And I think he is right, and he's usually right. Uh, if you have a career that provides for a basic, comfortable-ish lifestyle, that I do think is right. Uh, but if you're struggling and, you know, it's really difficult to pay rent, really difficult to pay back maybe some student loans you might have or pay child support if you're in that situation, then I think it's hard. But I think he's right. If you have a certain level of income, we all know that Relationships and intimate relationships are more important than, uh, you know, than, than possessions. You know, for example, I just went on this trip to Ireland. If I went by myself versus going with my fiance and my fiance's family, it's a very different experience. Now, I don't know if he's right 100% if you have to be married, but I do think it's nice to have relationships and especially intimate relationships. The only proviso I see is where people are in so much pain from their, from their marriage. And usually what happens is they let, let issues linger for so long. And, and there's just so much trauma that they really need a break, a reset. And that's that whole grieving. You know, Grieving takes a couple years. It's not going to happen over a few months. And I've had a few clients over the years say to me, I'm not getting married again. You know, I'm done with this. And I don't need them to get married again, but I want them to be happy again. And I do think they will be happier, at least most people, if they found an intimate relationship that really supports them. And I don't think they realize that there could be relationships that really are so supportive. I think their marriage was draining. And I hope their new relationship could be empowering. And that's what I'm looking for. And that's why we're moving to our positive perspective. You know yesterday I saw dumb Dun, dumb money if I can get that out and it's this movie that I fully recommend amazing it's about this David and Goliath story about um this YouTuber during the pandemic building up GameStop one of these stocks that wasn't really trading that much and it went through the roof the only problem was the Goliaths were these hedge funders who call amateur investors dumb money, who shorted it. So when the stock rose, they were losing a lot of money. I think they lost like 20 or $30 billion. And that movie is really interesting on a side note of what the Goliaths did. And I don't know, that's a whole different story of what they did, but there were some some real complications of like they stopped trading on Robin Hood, one of the apps that the, the Goliath, uh the Davids used. But it came up with these two terms that made me think of divorce. It came up with, and they probably didn't come up with it, but they used it. It was diamond hands versus paper hands. Diamond hand is where you hold a stock for the long term. And that was the whole, the whole thing. We're going to hold this stock even though it's going up, going up. We want it to go through the moon, is what they said. As high as it can be, despite the risk. You know, Any day, people could be selling it and go back down. We're holding it. I don't care. That's a diamond hand. A paper hand, if you're like me as as an investor, where if there's a little risk, you're selling. So, a lot of those paper hand people are probably like me in index funds. We don't think about it, we'll just worry about it for retirement. Okay, so are you a diamond hand? Are you going to hold your position like Isaac at this important, so important to you, this custody issue that you're willing to go to trial? You're willing to suffer the consequences that if you get what you want and the other parent doesn't want it, Are you willing to hold the line or when the pressure starts, are you going to fold? And man, you know, maybe it's not so important to me. And I would suggest you make this decision as early as possible, as early as possible. Why? Because this whole podcast is about saving the budget, the time, the energy, the emotion. Why do you want to be waterboarded for a weekend? if you don't have to or slow tortured for years right you don't want that so think about that think about a diamond hand or a paper hand when you're thinking about your positions all right i think this is a good time to end this week and i want to give you some encouragement and i want you to realize you know i'm here as your divorce coach and think of me you know we've been talking about the us open and i i don't really do any tennis coaching i'm not I don't think I'm a great tennis coach. I'm not even a great player, but I taught my uh, fiance who never picked up the racket how to play. And I brought her on the court and the first thing she did was she literally swung as hard as she can at the ball and the ball went right over the fence, right? Right over the fence. And I was like, oh my God, we got to start in the basics. She doesn't even get a court. So I took her to a wall. And I said, before you get to pow, which I know is so much fun, you have to learn control. And control's hard. And it's not fun. And I want you to just hit the ball 10 times against the wall. And it was hard for her because the ball goes all different places. And when she finally did 10 times, maybe after, let's say, a half an hour of trying to do it, that pow, that 10th shot, was so satisfying because she earned it. And likewise, here... I'm not trying to work in your, in your divorce. This is more for your lawyer to talk about real techniques to get really good in your divorce and, you know, have to prepare for a trial. That's not what a divorce coach does. But what I'm trying to do is, is stop making you make these bad decisions, these pals on the first shot that goes off the fence. That's the purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose of my book getting divorced without losing your mind. That's what got me into this. So think of that as your positive perspective. If I can just slow you down while you're dealing with these difficult issues and just remember my fiance, pal, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to pow. I'm supposed to earn that pow. And there's a right time maybe to take that shot, but you got to earn that shot. And that's very tactical. And that's something you might want to speak to with your attorney. All right, so that's where we are on this podcast. Uh, as they say in Ireland, no panic. We're going to be back next week. You can sign up for our newsletter. And until then, I'm Corey Shapiro, your friendly divorce coach, helping you get creative and not reactive during your divorce.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book, Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind, is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible, and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only. It cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area.